Welcome back to the Austin Michael and Austin Show with our special guest Aaron here. Glad to be back. Yes. We're going to talk mainly in this episode about college football, and we'll go ahead and get started with one of the biggest upsets this past weekend, Wisconsin versus Illinois. Uh, yeah, I totally did not see that one coming. Wisconsin, uh, coming out of that Big Ten West division, I believe, um, they're going to need to win out absolutely and uh, either beat Ohio State or Penn State in that conference championship game to have a shot at the playoffs. Uh, that one really took a hit to them, especially going into Ohio State. Yeah, Illinois looked really impressive the last two weeks, uh, competing well against Michigan the week before, almost pulling that upset until the very end, and then pulling off a huge upset versus Wisconsin. And this really hurts the Big Ten really a bunch, especially if Wisconsin loses to Ohio State this week because if Wisconsin loses to Ohio State and then wins the Big Ten championship game, Big Ten might not see a big uh, playoff team this year. The thing with Wisconsin is I still like them a bunch. If you guys remember from last week's episode, I had them as the three seed in the playoffs, and I said it would be the winner of the Big Ten between Ohio State, Penn State, or Wisconsin, but at that time I was predicting that to be Wisconsin as an undefeated Big Ten champ. I still think like they have the best defense in college football. I don't think it's particularly close, mm-hmm. and they have well, arguably the best running back in college football. Like their Top two qu- for sure. Their, their quarterback yes. – their quarterback is what holds them back, and it's their passing game. But when and that's how they'll get beat is if Ohio State can come in and just shut down the run. Um, Jonathan, when Jonathan Taylor can't get going, the offense is too slow to be able to win games, and that's what happened this week when you saw him mm-hmm. only put up twenty three against Illinois. Like the defense obviously didn't perform great, giving up twenty four to Illinois isn't great, but I think the passing game is what's holding this team back. Jack Cohn. Yeah, uh, our next game, another upset that we saw this weekend, Missouri versus Vanderbilt. I don't think a lot of people really saw this coming. It was a great win for Vanderbilt. Yeah, the SEC East right now is in turmoil. Uh, You see that Georgia lost last week versus South Carolina in an upset. Then Florida lost to LSU, which wasn't an upset, (laughs) but it still hurts the SEC East as a whole. And now Missouri, who was on top of the SEC East, at the time, loses to Vanderbilt. SEC East isn't looking good at all, and honestly, this is putting the whole SEC in danger if the SEC East somehow pulls off an upset in the SEC championship. That's not happening. It's not, but I mean, if it does, it puts the SEC into danger. Well, obviously, if a two-loss team wins SEC, they're not making the playoffs, but I don't see it happening. I don't either, but I mean... At this point, my rankings for the SEC East would go Florida, Missouri, Georgia, and I still... South Carolina at four? Is South Carolina in the East East, or the West? They are in the East, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well... I don't know. So South Carolina, I don't even, I don't even rank them because they don't have a chance of making the SEC championship game. But for those, I'm talking those top three who still have a chance at making yeah. the SEC championship game. And I still think, I think, don't see Georgia making it at all. I still think Missouri has a chance even after this upset loss. It's going to come down to that. I think Missouri Florida game for who makes the SEC championship game. I, I'd still argue that Georgia would be before Missouri. I do agree mm-hmm. that Florida has the best chance in that uh, division. Look great against Auburn. Uh, you know. 
obviously you struggled against LSU. That's a game that they weren't necessarily expected to win. Uh, and I still think they're going to win the SEC East and lose to either LSU or Alabama, who I'm assuming uh, will be playing for the SEC West in two, I'm, three weeks. I'm in a disagreement with both of you. I think that Georgia is going to win the SEC East still. Their next two games are Florida and Missouri, and they're both at home. So, for me, I think that Georgia is going to win the SEC East. I think DeAndre Swift is going to be strong. And then I think Jake Fromm is actually going to have a better rest of the season than he has been having so far. I think they lose both of those games. Uh, I think they lose at least one. I think Florida over Georgia, Georgia over Missouri, but I do think... Fromm is going to continue to struggle. Maybe not at the same level, but I just don't see... Uh, I think that we're going to be shocked when we see Kelly Bryant go out there and shock and out, outperform Jake Fromm to win the mm-hmm. game. I mean, I won't be shocked because I think it'll happen, but I think a lot of people will be shocked to see Kelly Bryant outperform Jake Fromm. I think it being at home for Georgia... South Carolina is, beat him at home. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to lose another home game. That's very tough for a team like Georgia's caliber, to lose two games at home. Yeah, I see Florida winning the SEC East. And I, th- I think, you know, Missouri's still not a bad team. They still got Kelly Bryant. They're mm-hmm. still a solid football yeah. team. But I also think it was a great win, more morale boost for, for Vanderbilt, a program that's been losing consistently. Mm-hmm. I agree, absolutely. Do you want to say something on the uh, – No, I just, I just wanted to know your opinion on that SEC East. Um you know, so I guess that's three against one on who's going to win the SEC East. Yeah. Um, we'll, so see. we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see. see. It, will, it will be interesting. Yeah. And we'll find out. It's a three-team race. So yeah. It is a three-team race, and I think whichever team, you know, that's that's to determine who loses mm. to, I think, LSU in the conference. Yeah, I, I think Bama, but, I mean, it's a two-team race in that uh, division unless somehow Auburn beats LSU and Bama. Which that'll be crazy. I don't see that happening, especially considering you know that uh, they're having to go into Death Valley, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe into Tuscaloosa. No, that one's no, at home. That's that one's in Auburn, I believe. Uh, yes, but you know Death Valley, tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida struggle there. Um, I don't see anything any different for Auburn struggling there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Nix, you know, he's he he doesn't do great in hostile environments. I mean, look at him in the swamp against Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of disappointed everyone, and I see that trend continuing here. I could see um, Auburn beating Alabama last week of the season, but I don't. I think at that point that game won't be playing for anything because I think LSU will have already beaten both of them. Uh, yeah, I personally agree. Obviously, it's still uncertain right now whether or not uh, Tua is going to be playing against LSU. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, I think LSU runs away with it. Yeah. Uh, if he does, I think they still will win. It'll probably be a lot closer. Um, but honestly, I think it is that it's a lot more about that receiver core than uh, who's at quarterback there. Um, so, you know, uh, Tua obviously pretty good quarterback uh, that will help him out. But I think even without Tua, um, with or without Tua, LSU is going to win that game, I think. Mm-hmm. People are going to see that Tua isn't what everyone thinks when Mac Jones comes in and performs just as well because they have four receivers that I always like to say they have four receivers that – all four of them would be number one receivers on most teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is just Arkansas. Um, so I think, you know. That'll be an easy W right there. 
Yeah, that should be for just about any team in the SEC. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that one, Austin? I like LSU. I, I They've got the wins against big teams so far, and I think they're the team that's really proved themselves. Alabama, I don't really think they've proved themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, far LSU, this what, season. three top ten wins so far? Two so far. Two so far. Because be be yeah. Auburn's up to nine now. Oh, they're up to nine again, okay. Yeah, and, and then four versus Bama potentially. Potentially right up to there, four, so. that's right. So if LSU keeps it going, I think, you know, mm-hmm. they've got a shot at really going They've been impressive all year well. so far. Yeah. Okay, Utah versus Arizona State. Arizona State's been a team that's kind of been moving in and out of the yeah. top 25. A lot of shifting going on there. So what do we think about Utah getting a win against them? I was a big fan of both teams before the season. I thought Utah was going to contend for – actually a playoff spot at the beginning of the season and I thought ASU was going to be the Pac-12 sleeper this year a nine-win team so I like both teams at the start of the season I picked Utah here I just love Zach Moss at running back and Tyler Huntley is looking really good this year Mm -hmm. so I'm not very shocked that Utah pulled this one off especially being in Utah I think Utah is a great team though yeah, I agree, and I honestly could see them still making uh, it into the playoffs mm-hmm. with one loss if they obviously went out, win the conference championship. Or Oregon, probably. Probably Oregon. That would be a yeah. great game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know if either of those teams runs the table, I, I could see Oregon or uh, Utah making that yeah. playoff, probably. And they've got such a great coach, too. Uh, before last year, he won nine straight bowl games, I believe. I agree. Yeah. Something like that. So, great coach, too. So, the th- so right now, Oregon and Utah are either 11 12 or, or 12 13. They're ranked back to back. And, you know, people can people think that a lot that either one wins out, then they make the playoffs. I just don't see the committee putting a one loss Pac 12 champion into the playoffs. And right now, I would, I would take, I think I would take Oregon or uh, Utah over Oregon right now. But I don't see either making the playoffs with one loss. They both got to run the table. I think both of them have to enter the Pac-12 championship with one loss because then the Pac-12 championship game will look more impressive for whoever wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's looking, especially with it looking uh, somewhat likely, I'd say the Big Ten and SEC will each field an undefeated mm-hmm. champion and presumably Clemson, the Big 12. Yeah, I think, uh, I well, Clemson's going to run away with that mm-hmm. one. So, you know, that could potentially, I, if there's four undefeated Power yeah. 5 then winners. You look at you look at the Pac-12 champion, OU, and then... No, because um, I don't... If there's four undefeated yeah. champions, they're the ones that are going to mm-hmm. be in the playoffs. But if yeah. OU loses, you're... Lo- I don't like, think they to will. Baylor or something, you're looking at ba- um, OU... Pac-12 champion, or like a one-loss LSU or Bama team. And so, I can almost guarantee they would put one-loss OU in over the other two, I based agree. on what the mm-hmm. committee does. I agree, especially if that loss is to Baylor, who at or this Texas, point... Or Texas in the championship. Oh, no, not if they, I, I lose, if, if they lose the Big 12 championship yeah, game, then I don't see them making yeah, I, it. I, for, I forgot they already played Texas at first. Yeah, yeah, they beat Texas, but Baylor does still have to play Texas. Um... I think Baylor will win that game, but ultimately I think um, Big 12 Conference is going to come to that uh, Baylor-OU game for the regular I, season undefeated team. and then 
maybe to, a rematch. To me, I see Oklahoma and Texas both winning out and having a rematch in the Big 12 championship game. What like would happen that. if that's the case, do you guys think? Do you me, think I think OU wins again and OU makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to win back-to-back in that rivalry. It didn't look close the first time to me. No, but, I mean, just overall, it's just a big-time rivalry. All rivalries are going to play close. This oh, is yeah. The, this is the OU has made the playoffs, what, two years in a row, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. And to me, this is the best team of those three. Uh, the um, defense by far is the best. The defense has really stepped up. I remember in and, that opening week game against Houston, I was really impressed, you know, mm-hmm. those first few drives. And so far, there. the quarterback play has looked the best of the three years. Quarterback play has looked pretty good so far. Um, and CD Lamb has improved so much. So Their running like, back game, though, I think is the worst out of those three years. Now we need a running back when Jalen well, Hurts J- runs for 100. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Jalen Hurts kind of you know gives them all they need rushing yard-wise. That's true. Um, but and honestly, Trey Sermon hasn't been bad at all. No, he, he hasn't, hasn't been, been bad, bad, but I mean, out of those two playoff teams, he's been the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a different game. Kansas, Texas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can kind of... I think you should start on this one, honestly. Well, uh, Texas, I, I've lost faith in Texas. If, they, if yeah. they're if they struggling to keep up and I think I Kansas. think we should be looking at saying Kansas is better than we think, not Texas is worse than we think. Well, I, I would say that too, but I still don't think Kansas is a program that should be competing with Texas compared recruiting-wise. I, I think less, the players that they bring. The, I think they have a better coach. In, in, in college, a lot Miles. of it is coaching, and Les Miles mm-hmm. is turning that program Yeah, Les Miles is turning I, that program I agree with that. And, I thought at the start of... You can go. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, uh, the way Texas has been looking, this is an unpopular opinion, but look out for that uh, TCU game because they're only a yeah. one-point favorite right mm-hmm. now. That game's in Fort Worth, and when Texas took the lead against TCU uh, last year uh, before going on to win that game, that was the first lead they had had against TCU since, I believe, 2016. So that's really a rivalry that it, in the last, you know, Several years, TCU's yeah. kind of dominated, bringing it back to the Carter, and uh, I, I I think TCU might knock them out of playoff contention, and then they're already out. Baylor. They're already out with you two think Texas. Losses. Well, I'm sorry, out of conference. Oh, championship. Okay. Um, because TCU, TCU actually opened that game as favorites. Yes, yeah, they did open. It has flipped to Texas since it opened, but uh, if you know, that's TCU back and forth. pulls that off, then the Big Twelve championship game versus OU is up to Iowa State or Baylor. And Baylor did already beat Iowa State, so mm-hmm. I think I think it's likely to be uh, OU Baylor, and that mm-hmm. I think Baylor will beat Texas easily uh, whenever they play them later on yeah. this season. If if um, Texas loses this game and they and then they beat uh, they went out after this game and Oklahoma wins out, it would still be Texas Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah, Baylor would have two losses and Texas would have yeah. a head to head. But well, at that no, point, Iowa State would only have one loss. Not if they lost to Oklahoma. Oh and yeah, Texas. yeah, yeah, yeah. If they That's lose true. To Oklahoma and Texas, they'd have. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too sure if Texas is back, and we can discuss that a little mm-hmm. bit. But I still think Texas, that should not have been as close as a no. game as it was, which is why I'm concerned I don't have faith in Texas. I don't think they're back yet. I think Sam Ellinger will be good next year. Hopefully he's still there for Texas. Mm-hmm. But There's no way he comes out. No. Yeah, I, I just that was a concerning game if I'm a Texas fan. It should not have been that close. Yeah, no, it really but shouldn't. Kansas, like Austin... Uh, said 
that they aren't a bad team necessarily. I think they're better than what we give credit to them for, like, for preseason-wise. I didn't even think they were going to finish last in the Big 12, actually. So who did you have last? I had West Virginia. They've impressed me a little more than I thought they were going to do. So, But Kansas, I mean, Les Miles is a great coach, and they show spurts. Last year they beat TCU. They almost beat – they competed against OU last year, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, they – they, they sometimes play teams close, but, mm-hmm. you know, like Austin said, uh, you know, you play Texas that close, especially uh, that game was in Austin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two-point game. Um, I think, you know, you need to keep that into consideration. Here's the thing with Kansas. They're obviously not as talented as the teams they've been playing, but right. they – but Les Miles gets him motivated, and that's how he's always been. He's not a coach that's going to go out there and know all the X's and O's, but he's a motivator. He always has his team ready to play come yeah. Saturday. And I think, you know, with this moderate success that they're having, he'll, you know, maybe start to bring in some uh, better recruiting classes in years future. And I think, I think Kansas could compete for maybe top half of the Big 12, uh, maybe, you know, next season, season after, and, you know, watch out if they keep this upward trend. Les Miles stays miles. for a while, and I would not be surprised if they become the best team in Kansas here real soon. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. K-State's already starting to slip. Uh, but K-State doesn't have a bad coach, so he's a winner, as we saw with him being a North Deco- at North Dakota State. The guy wins. Mm-hmm. So Hasn't he lost three in a row? He has, but, I mean... He had a good start to the season. I believe they started 3-0. and Um He's lost. Uh, he lost two in a row and then beat TCU. That's right. So, yeah, K State is coming off that seven point win at TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was a nail batter as well, actually. But um, you have those teams in good contention, even for a conference championship, much yeah. less playoffs. And with Kansas starting to play better, it also is going to make the Big Twelve look better as a whole. Yeah, not right. having that bottom feeder. So. Right. If anything, I think the Big Twelve is starting to become more of a Pac twelve type of team. Uh, or mm-hmm. conference where they beat up on each other a lot, yeah. um, which you know can hurt a conference in terms of playoff teams because the Big Twelve uh, every year they've had a playoff team has been OU, and, and and every year they have one of the most uh, teams in a bowl game. They usually right, right. have like eight teams that are in bowl consideration always. Right. Yeah, they do field a lot of bowl eligible teams. Mm-hmm. I still think that with the Big Twelve, they're gonna beat up on each other. But I don't think. But Oklahoma is still the obvious top team, and I don't see any, them losing a game this year to any Big. Well, I'm, and I'm not talking about this year, but I think yeah, uh, that's that's the way the Big Twelve is trending. Where in yeah. years future, I wouldn't be surprised if I see OU if, start to. Stay. If OU yeah. does lose, though, it would be in that back-to-back game versus Iowa State or Baylor, mm-hmm. uh, playing both of those teams back-to-back weeks. It could hurt them. A little bit. I don't think Iowa State is, is is as good as people have been saying they are. I think Iowa State's a tough team. Um, their two losses are versus Iowa and, and Baylor. Baylor. So those two losses are two great and losses. And who have they beat? They haven't beat anybody really. No, but they did beat Texas Tech, West Virginia, TCU. So they beat nobody. And, I mean, I don't consider those well, teams those nobody. Those are bad teams. Yeah, they're all... And even Listen. in both of their losses, mm-hmm. they played those teams close. Yeah, they should have beaten Iowa. They definitely should have, yes. 
Yeah. Um, so we're going to introduce a new segment. So if you have children listening, go ahead and close their ears. There's this new segment I like to call Sound Off. And we are going to sound off on Oklahoma State and Baylor. So let's go ahead and get at it. So Oklahoma State is looking like they're struggling right now uh, versus Texas Tech. Uh, two weeks ago, it was awful, and now losing on damn homecoming. This is I, awful. It's terrible loss for Oklahoma State. I mean, homecoming, I, how can you lose such a big game like that? And really, this season has turned mm-hmm. into a yeah, disaster. Especially the way they control the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. You can't throw you're, away a game in the fourth you're quarter. You're up by Going three in the in fourth quarter. Baylor scores the last 20 points. They score a touchdown to go up by four. They're up by four. Spencer Sanders fumbles. It's a scoop and score. You're up by two touchdowns, then you turn it over on downs. You're mm-hmm. only down by 11 at that point. You could have kicked a field goal. Instead, they go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think Mike Gundy, uh, as long as he's been there at OSU, um, he's he's on the hot seat right now. You know, going into Ames this week, um, I think he, he needs to come out of there with a win against Iowa State. Yeah. Here, here's the thing about Mike Gundy is, yes, he turned Oklahoma State around. He's taken them to so many bowl games. He's had a lot of success there. But at some point, you have to want better and you have to expect better. Oklahoma State has potential to be a playoff team. They just need to be – they're just one step away. And at this point, that one step might be Mike Gundy. Yeah. Um, that Like what I compare it to is if you look at LSU – Les Miles was there forever, and he was loved in LSU. But then he gets fired, and LSU fans didn't like it. They hire Coach O, and he was on the hot seat towards the start of his tenure mm-hmm. at, towards the start of his career at LSU. But now look at him. He has him at number two, having a shot at yeah. making the playoffs this year. They really oh, yeah. need to work on recruiting. They never get these big-time recruits. They always look at these three-star recruits. And that's not a winning well, program they don't. Right they there. don't try to only get three stars, but they can't get the five stars. Yeah. And that is recruiting starts with the head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ultimately that is where it goes down to. You know, Mike Gundy, obviously so loved at uh, OSU by a lot of uh, a lot of people up there. And, uh, uh, you know... Played quarterback there himself, and it's it's going to be hard to get rid of him. But he is coming up on the end of his contract, and I think it might be worthwhile if uh, OSU continues this downward trend to who reevaluate. We, who would they look at though um, for their next head coach? Um, honestly, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, I think you know, coach. Going back to Austin's point about LSU, not many people had heard of Coach O before he came in there, and he did really, you know, turn things around. Um, that offensive coordinator uh, out of Princeton is, his, I believe, his first season there. Uh, Gleason. Gleason, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, I think yeah. So. Um, you know, he's he's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, if you're a coordinator when the head coach uh, gets the boot, you tend to have a pretty strong chance, but... Usually when, like, right now, the trend for hiring head coaches is young offensive minds, creative minds. Like, Mm -hmm. they need somebody that'll go out there, be creative, get the fans involved in the game, make the fans excited about the game. Somebody that's going to go out there and take chances and try to to make the team take them to the next step, try to make the team better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely a trend that I think is really has some merit to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Younger offensive-minded coaches, you know, and that even applies to the NFL coaches getting younger and younger up there as well. Um, head coach and coordinators. I mean, 
Let's look at what Kellen Moore's done for my Dallas Cowboys. You yes, know. go Cowboys. Yeah, go Cowboys. That was... And you look at what great Zach Taylor's done, that great 0-7 start. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. great job for the Bengals. Yes, yeah, of course. And if I'm if I'm an Oklahoma State Cowboys fan, I, I feel like you just got to fire the whole staff. Start with Gundy and work your way down. Get rid of all of them. Give them all the boot and start over because this is now year, <laughs> year two as for Oklahoma State, and they can't get it the hell together. And... If, if you're an Oklahoma State Cowboys fan, it's got to be frustrating. So Oh, yeah, it's got to be frustrating Honestly, for all those folks out there. looking at a potential head coaching candidate, I'm looking at that guy from Hawaii, Nick Rolovich. Uh, he's really turned that uh, program around and actually made Hawaii into a bowl-eligible team the last few years and a high-firing offense and great quarterback whisperer, man. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I'm looking at him, possibly. you got to win football games. Mm-hmm. And if this trend continues of losing games like this, you got to make a change. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys can't do that either. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was our segment, new segment, Sound Off. I like that. That was good. We got some good mm-hmm. input there. But let's get back on track with just some more games. Another upset. Boise State, BYU. Ooh. BYU yeah. playing good. Boise State. I Boise mean, was not their quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And BYU, you know, they're they're not a bad team. They, they were also Utah without close. their quarterback. They, yeah, they were also without their quarterback, who's mm-hmm. also, uh, who's a true they're freshman. They're both, both Boise and BYU's uh, quarterbacks are both true. Freshmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another true freshman there, and um, you know, I, I I honestly couldn't say I'd be surprised with BYU um, winning that one because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they, they they played a good season. They so. always played tough teams really well. If you look at versus Utah, they played them very well in the first half. They beat Tennessee, they beat USC, and then lost to Washington. That was their first four games of the season playing Power Five teams and go, leaving the first four games of the year two and two is a really great start of the season. So mm. BYU isn't a bad team. It's a mild upset. But I'm not going to call it really an upset because both teams are very good in my opinion. So with Boise State going down, who do you guys think, you know, group of five uh, contenders are, if any? I think Boise- Cincinnati wins the group of five. Okay. So mm-hmm. Boise State's still in the mix with only one loss. Um, the, you got The problem with Boise is their conference. Mm-hmm. You look at the AAC, a one-loss AAC team's going to be over a one-loss team in the Mountain West. Yeah, I agree. So do you think Cincinnati beats out SMU? Yeah, Cincinnati will win out, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on App State? They're not in a good enough conference. I agree. Yeah. The Sun Belt, you know, not quality enough. However, I'm going to disagree with you and say SMU is going to win that AAC. They've looked great mm-hmm. so far. Shea Bouchelle, very experienced quarterback, grad transfer out of Texas. And, you know, they shocked a lot of people against uh, TCU, and they mm-hmm. haven't slowed down. They had a scare against Tulsa. Really shouldn't have won that game. 30 to 9 in the fourth quarter. Like mm-hmm. I said, a scare. Not I a loss. I don't. I, yeah, not but, a loss, but, but a it's enough to make me believe that they but, will. I don't. I don't. I think. I think Cincinnati wins that game by two touchdowns. They bounced back versus Temple, though, winning by 24 points. Okay, they so. beat Temple. Temple's nowhere near Tem- Cincinnati. Temple's Temple is a, a five and very two good team. team. Yeah, Temple's but, a great but they team are nowhere season. near Cincinnati. If you look at the way that Temple played against Memphis. Memphis that was a very good win. And they, they, played beat, good against they beat they Maryland, which, I mean, that's not bad. They were ranked win. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And Maryland... They always start out ranked. Yeah. They always set. But, I mean, they also always, like... Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know where you're going with that are one. Are you okay, Michael? <laughs> I think we should move on to the next yeah, game. Yeah, it's Let's time to move on. Let's to another game. I know you guys all wanted to talk about Tennessee versus Alabama. All right. Let's get started on I this game. I will take this one. So, you look at this game. It's 28-13 Alabama. Tennessee's at the one-yard line. Has a chance to make it an eight-point game. Mm-hmm. Coach calls in a play. Quarterback goes to the huddle. Audibles. He calls the play. He calls an audible. To a quarterback sneak. He tries to jump over the pile and just drops the football. Alabama picks it up, runs it back for a touchdown, 35-13, and that's yeah. what the score ended up being. And then where the controversy from this game, come, from this game comes is when uh, ten, uh, what's his name, Garon however you say his name, uh, Tennessee's quarterback's name, mm. he goes to the sideline, the coach comes out yelling at him, and he barely grabs his face mask. And people have been ripping him up about mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, that happened, like, that happens in Little League. Coaches will grab your face mask, try to fire you up, try to yell at, like yell at you. It's football. You can't mm-hmm. get mad about something like no. that. I feel like Tennessee had missed opportunities in that game. Absolutely. Really. The, Absolutely. The, the thing about Tennessee is from, from that Georgia game on, they have looked like a great football team. They really have. They were beating Georgia at one point. Then they go on. They win the next game. I don't remember who they played. Uh, that they, was Mississippi State. They, Not a great team, but. They still beat Mississippi State. Then after that. They are they have, they're in the game with Alabama, and that's not something easy to do in the game with the number one team in the country. No, that's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. No. Yeah, and Tua going down with an injury, Tennessee had a chance to actually take advantage of that. Tua and, played basically the whole game, I believe. Yeah, but, I mean, Tua also did come down with an injury, and Tennessee should have taken advantage later in the game with that. Okay, well, you still can't expect like Tennessee should have never been in the game. You can't no. even with Mac Jones if he started the whole mm-hmm. game. You wouldn't ex- you, Tennessee no. shouldn't have been in the game. But no, they were shouldn't. in the game when Tua went down with the injury. So losing it like that just that hurts. Yes, um, Oregon Washington top twenty five wow. matchup. Oregon got the win. It was a big comeback, too. Washington was winning uh, early versus Oregon, and it was looking like the Pac-12 was going to be in danger if Oregon got that loss because it would have been their only hope at that point would have been Utah. So Oregon getting that win was impressive, and Pac-12 still has a chance. Yeah. Um, I Good win for Oregon, but had Oregon – if Oregon would have lost – the Pac-12 would have just been in a turmoil. disaster. Yeah, it would have thrown everything off. I actually picked Washington in that game because I believe um, that that game was gonna. I believed it was gonna be a great quarterback mm-hmm. battle. And the thing about that game, about the quarterback battle, is I think Jacob Eason's the better quarterback of the two. I think he's better than Justin Herbert, which is why I picked Washington over Oregon. But um, but Oregon still uh, ended up sneaking out the win. Washington had the ball in Oregon territory on a fourth down and couldn't convert. Yeah, yeah. you know, the two great quarterbacks, uh, two great teams. I can't say I'm surprised that uh, Oregon came out with that one, but that one's really up in the air. And um, I think that looks good for Oregon uh, going on in the season. I don't think they have too tough of a schedule ahead of them. Except uh, the Pac-12 championship being... 
versus Utah potentially. Presumably Utah, yeah. ASU is probably their toughest matchup other than that. And Utah, Utah took a pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. they, they took a pretty good win, win. against them. Um, mm-hmm. So I honestly don't see any more scares yeah. coming in their schedule. USC potentially, but for me, Oregon's going to win out. And go to the Pac-12 championship and winner. Uh, I think winner of that winner of that has a probably a seventy-five percent chance of playoffs. Maybe mm-hmm. um, it really just depends on what happens in the other conferences. Yeah, and they both have to win out ahead of time to make that conference championship win look oh. even more impressive. Oh, indubitably. All mm-hmm. right, real quick before we end this episode, let's go around have everybody say the four teams right now they think mm-hmm. will make the playoffs. Uh, right now, I'm liking LSU, uh, OU, in no particular order, uh, LSU, OU, Clemson, and Penn State. Wow. OU, er, oh, Penn State over, okay. Yeah, Penn State over Ohio State. So for me, I am sticking to what I said last week, and that is Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oregon, with Utah being... Close there if Utah wins that Pac-12 championship. Well, Utah and Oregon can't both mm-hmm. win this. No, but I mean, whoever wins that Pac-12 championship game is gonna get in as a four seed. I'm gonna I'm going LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I'm going LSU, Clemson, OU, and Ohio State. So okay. same. And for me, like if it was in order, I would go LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Yeah, I think Clemson's going to be behind the Big Ten champion, who I think uh, could be Penn State the way they're playing. I think the Big Ten championship is going to be Penn State, Ohio State in the regular season because I think whoever it is there is going to beat, I Mm -hmm. think, Minnesota probably in the uh, championship game there. And, um, you know, being in Columbus, that'll be hard, but I think Penn State's going to come out with that one. Yeah. All right, well... Make sure, well, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the AMA Show and on Instagram at the Austin Michael and Austin Show, all one word. And we'll catch you on Friday. I will not be here, but Aaron will be here along with Michael and Austin. So make sure to listen to our show on Friday. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you.